0: guys welcome to vaudeville we're back i am here with
1: andrea which is i am a returning guest on the show
0: i think yeah you are a returning guest this is the second time you're here um and what are we going to talk about andrea uh,
1: again italian politics because <laughs> because yes it's uh it's what i talk about on here i think <laughs> It's the only f- in reality is the only thing I talk about with anyone. Like I only talk about Italian politics with everybody. <laughs> okay,
0: it's true. We actually spoke about comparison politics, but right now we're actually talking about the current political situation in Italy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So two weeks ago, Mario Draghi, your current prime minister, was like resigning. <laughs> Yes,
1: um, two times in two days, actually. Yes. Because the first time the head of the state said, no, please stay here, we need you. And he was like, ah, okay, I will think about it for two days, and then, no, I'm out.
0: Yeah, um, he resigned. <clears throat> and um, it caused a lot of issues. <laughs> um, and apparently, because like right now, the next election is going to be September 25th, 2022. Yes. Usually... Um, elections in Italy are in the spring, not in fall. So, and the EU is kind of scared, the EU in general, because apparently Mario Draghi did so many good things, like bring up the Italian economy, um, more or less unified Italy with the EU more, and because he's the, apparently the central bank, the central bank chief, so he knows the economics of that. So, in your own perspective, what is the repercussions
1: of this resi- resignation okay so um, there is a uh, you said everything perfectly it's all correct there is a, a small caveat i think mm-hmm. that it's better to add which is uh, mario draghi uh, wasn't a normal prime minister it's mm-hmm. what in italy we call a technical prime minister or a technical government which meant that uh, uh, instead of like going to this, the the normal election, the parties the, the parties with the most votes uh, chose a prime minister and ran the country. Instead, in 2021, there was a, a small thing that uh, maybe people remember that was the pandemic, and uh, and so the 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 parties were like, uh, we don't know how to handle this. The EU is about to give us like 200 billion euros to restart the economy, which is kind of a lot of money and you have to manage them well. And the EU is not like, take the money and run with it. It's like, you have to make sure to use the money well. Mm. Otherwise, we are taking them back. So, And the parties were like... uh, uh, we don't know how to do this because we are incompetent so let's all get yes that's that's the not spoken out loud but like the journalists said it out loud and it's it's not the first time it happens uh, so let's take uh, um a technical figure an economist someone who is very very uh, competent in their job and uh, all we all get behind him and we let him uh, do his thing and <laughs> save italy from bank- bankruptcy again and uh, the uh, the person that was chosen was mario draghi who was uh, um, the um the chief of the of the eu central bank during the throughout 2008 uh, uh, economic crisis, and basically he Single-handedly saving the, the EU from default and from the worst of the crisis, so it is very good at its job. Uh, he's probably one of the very best economists in the, and bankers in the world at the moment. Uh, so this was the plan. The plan was uh, let's take uh, uh, Super Mario out the the out how, how the the papers called him uh, you called and him Super uh, Mario. La- Yes, which is <laughs> stupid as fuck, but that's Italy. And uh, anyway, or the drago, uh, his name, his last name, Draghi means dragons. So, like, let's bring the dragons and uh, some uh, I don't know some uh, game of Thrones reference that I don't know about. But okay, I don't know. This is all memes, and it doesn't matter. Um, uh, what was about to say before the memes? Okay, so dragi uh, took the, took charge of the situation. And for a while it worked, but it's not like when you have a technical government, it's not like a dictatorship when it just says, okay, we do this, 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 and this, and it's done. There is still a parliament, there is still the parties that uh, can uh, make troubles and that complain and that can uh, ask also, why um, a question may be, why all the parties decide to get together behind uh, this uh, technical government? And the reason is because they have... uh, then uh, a power to say, like, okay, we are all in this, but uh, we want more money for this cause, we want uh, to do more for that thing. Um, so they still have, uh, uh, like, a prominent voice, and, of course, more powerful parties, more popular parties have uh, a bigger voice. There's also the thing that in Italy we have, like, alpha billion parties. It's not like in yeah. the U.S., they just do. <laughs> <you. laughs> so... Um, all but one of the major parties, which is uh, the most uh, far right uh, wing one,
0: Five,
1: uh, got behind uh, Draghi and uh, basically supported him. But it's not; it wasn't like a real support. With months it got a little bit more, uh, uh, more like a, a King of Guidance show like with petty fights and everything. And at some point, uh, one of these major parties, which is the Five Star Movement, mm-hmm. the most populist of parties, uh, basically called himself out of the, gore- of the government. And then he was like, well, if, they o- if I don't have a government, uh, I can't run the country. So I'm resigning. Because there's no point in me being here if if uh, I can't uh, do anything because I don't have uh, a majority in the parliament. And so he resigns which leads to this is all like a very brief history of how we got here and what will happen now nobody knows but basically draghi was a very very trusted figure by the eu by the the government around the world because they see someone who is very competent and it gives it it was doing very good things for italian economy and for italian bureaucracy and like trying to run the country well um which was happening. I, at least in my opinion it was doing a very good job. Um, so now the question is what will happen after Draghi. So Draghi left, but we still have uh, like the pandemic is not such a such a big concern at the moment. There's not like most people are vaccinated and everything. Because running the vaccination campaigns was another big thing that the parties were like, oh I don't know how we do this. This is too complicated. Uh we need adults adult to, to run the situation, um, but also like the the money that ge- the EU is giving. Like this is the big topic right now because it's a lot of money, and Italy is very famous for mismanagement uh, of uh, of public money. So this is the big thing. So uh, understandably, the EU is very worried because <laughs> like we're giving you all this money, we don't want them all to go all to be thrown in the ocean. Um, The, I don't know, the the country in general is a little bit worried because uh, Draghi was, like, it was weird to have someone so professional and Mm -hmm. not pity and not acting like a mad child all the time (laughs) to run us. And, like, the the economy was doing good. Uh, There was some sign of, like... uh, uh, Going back after the pandemic, of course, after the pandemic, it was difficult on for uh, for industries, for families, and like everybody, like all in the world, like I think it's it everybody in the world took, took it. And so now there is also the the question of what will happen next, mm-hmm. and. Uh, because we are going to elections. Like there was a bit, a little bit of back and forth. Like maybe we can make a new government, but Dagi was like, "No, there is there is no point in this. This is silly. I don't, I don't want to do this." So uh, the head of the state, uh, which is I don't know how, how to frame it. It's not really like uh, your president. Uh, he basically is uh, a figure that makes sure that, that the constitution is respected and that call selection uh, when it's needed, uh, said, okay, we have to call elections. And uh, so there will be elections. And uh, we, I can already tell you, because there is, uh, it's really, really clear, unless there is like some strange hurricane or it starts uh, snowing green, uh, that the far-right uh, parties will win uh, this one and will win it by big. So, uh, yeah, that's probably not very good either. And
0: uh... So uh, you did mention the EU is worried in a sense of like mismanagement because Italy does have a history of mismanaging money but there's also the EU's worry because um the well you were talking about you're breaking it down and talking about like how the whole dragging thing happened because like first of all the five-star movement was the first to be like oh it was apparently concerning a bill a relief bill that Draghi proposed, but then the Five Star Movement said they weren't going to su- support it. Then after a while, the League came out to Anforza Italia. Also yes. Also, those three parties. Um, Two of the three parties are allowed to Putin, which the EU is worried about with the Ukraine war. Um, yes. And war on Ukraine. So it's kind of like apart from the very economical er- aspect in Italy, I think also the whole Russia thing has made it a little bit more complicated. Obviously, Five Star is going to win. So, <laughs> in terms of, like, the EU trying to understand, like, how to fund Italy or how to talk with Italy, have talked to Italy, especially in this sense of, like, Putin could be, like, Oh, the five star one, I'm going to give you money, you know, as long as you support me, you know. I think the EU is kind of scared because obviously Italy also has a reputation for going to into interesting wars, uh, Wallace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think the EU is trying to prevent that. Like, what? You put
1: it in? very, very nicely, that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> Almost, I would say too
0: nicely, but okay. <laughs> the EU is like, <laughs> we don't want a World War Two happening, you know. Italy allies in itself with the, <laughs> the quote-unquote enemy. So, like, what's your thought on that in a sense of, like, moving even outside of the economical aspect? Because, like, this is a huge thing for the EU. Like, the fast, five, five-star movement is set to win. You said it yourself. Unless it starts raining green, to quote you
1: uh <laughs> yes I, I don't know maybe we always say that in italy but it means uh, like unless something completely crazy happens. yeah
0: i know i, mean, I totally get okay, okay. <laughs> no i okay.
1: totally
0: understand no i totally understand i'm just like reiterating the joke the thing now is like the leader of the five-star movement which is giuseppe conte was a former prime minister the prime minister right before mario draghi exactly so like, would he be the one who, if like, if he wins, because he's the leader of the party, um, he's going to be prime minister again, which is not, not new to Italy because Bolusconi has been prime minister too many times to count. Yeah. <laughs> so like,
1: <laughs> well, he's still alive, so we
0: he don't is. Know. He is the leader of the Forza Forza Italia. Forza Italia. Yeah. It,
1: it means uh, go Italy, something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm like, from your own perspective. Like, considering the war in Ukraine, literally. Italy is literally in Europe. EU is worried about Italy. What are your thoughts on, like, how... Not saying, like, predict the future, how it will be managed, but you already know how each political party behaves. How Five Star will more or less behave in the sense of, like, the war in Ukraine?
1: Well, we know pretty well because uh, uh, you talk about that bill that like uh, was the uh, that uh, uh, break apart the government that was more or less uh, just uh, uh i don't know how to say uh the last uh the last drop but it wasn't really important it was just uh i don't know how you say it uh, in english sorry what's right but like uh they just needed an excuse mm. to start the crisis uh they listed some bullshit things to why they were starting the crisis. Uh, one of which, just to put it into, into prospect, was uh, a single um, a single uh, trash uh, incinerator mm-hmm. in Rome. Like, we are talking 200 billion euros in war uh, uh, in Ukraine and a single incinerator in Rome, just to put things into the But another thing was like, which is more serious and which ties to this, like uh, Conte, that uh, of the five star movement uh, was like enough with the um, with the help to ukraine enough with uh, sending money and uh, um, and uh, weapons to ukraine uh, which draghi was uh, um, was a supporter of he was like uh, we need to help ukraine we need to send them weapons and we need to send them uh, all the help that we can um, while uh, uh, in Italy, uh, most people don't like uh, sending uh, the fact that we send weapons to Ukraine. Personally, I think it's a right thing to do. It's uh, uh, Ukraine is definitely the one that needs to be helped the most uh, at the moment in the in probably in the in the EU zone, and so it's right. I think it's our duty to help them however we can uh but the the general consensus between people in Italy is uh, that they don't want to ever say in the war which uh, is another world topic and so to capitalize on this uh, on 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 this sentiment let's say uh the five star Movement was like okay we don't we are with you we don't want to send uh, weapons and uh, things to ukraine um there is also the fact that uh, in um, the Five Star Movement isn't particularly close to Putin. Mm-hmm. It was in the past, but it's just a mess of a party. And they also broke apart into parties in the meantime. And uh, by the way, they'll, they'll, uh, they, in the polling, they're plummeting because this move they have just done with breaking the government makes no sense to anyone. And so they are just uh, probably going to disappear or almost disappear in the next elections. But there is. Uh, uh, two the two uh, right wing parties, which are uh, the Lega, Lega, mm-hmm. which was previously Leganoid, the party of Matteo Salvini, which maybe you heard, and uh, uh, John Oliver I think made a a show on him, which got a little bit popular maybe in the U.S. But okay, and uh, there is another very similar, maybe a little bit uh, more ex- extreme version of Lega, uh, which is Fratelli d'Italia italian brothers something like that um which is led by Giorgia meloni which is uh, uh, the most popular party right now in italy and they are probably going to win the next election by winning it means just taking the most votes it's not like uh, in the u.s that uh, there is a party who wins everything like but these two parties are very very popular and they will probably sweep the, the next elections and both of them are very very close to russia uh mm. how close we don't know exactly it's it's one of those things that is like alpha secret alpha not uh, but the in ins and outs aren't really known like famously in uh, i i don't remember the years but like five or six years ago uh lega got founded by uh by russia by 50 millions or something which is a meme, a meme that comes up every once in a while, but it was never like, investigated properly, or it's been investigated, but it takes here, and uh, it's all very confused, but there are very, very strong ties to to Matteo Salvini and uh, and Russia. I wouldn't say the actual Putin. I don't think Putin itself cares enough about us, but between Italy and Russia. And both those parties are very... I don't want to say Nazi, but they are like uh, very um, dictatorship-like, like the strong man or the strong woman mm. in command, and uh, they are what you expect from a right-wing party. So we hate uh, uh, immigration. We are very conservative. We don't uh, we don't want to interfere. We only care about uh, the Italians, the the right Italians, which are uh, white one, uh, the white ones, and uh, possibly living in the north. So racist as fuck um, and of course they don't support the war in ukraine at all because it uh, they're close to putin and because they uh, that's what they stand like basically they don't like the eu it they were um, in the past they were all there was a bunch of parties the those but also the five star movement that were very very against the eu this mellowed out uh, over time because even them realized that Italy without the EU is just uh, uh, is just powerless, mm-hmm. like the EU is uh, too important and too integral for us to be in any way re- relevant in the world. So uh, in context you, uh, to Russia and uh, to the war in Ukraine, which is... A very important topic at the moment. Uh, with an escalation, is probably that uh, is very very probable that uh, uh, it will fade out of the of the general conversation in Italy, and also that uh, um, the the rate of um, of weapons of um, of help that we send to Ukraine will also lower, which is happening anyway, um, because. Uh, it's always difficult to like keep this level of uh, of help for a very long time. And I think uh, we are all surprised by how long this war is going on and how long it will keep going on. And, um, and also the ties between Italy and Russia with a very strong uh, uh, far-right-leaning uh, 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 government, I think it will... Uh, uh, we would be became much more close to to Russia in that sense of course the, the EU doesn't like that and of course the EU doesn't also like the fact that uh, like Italy is the third economy and the third most powerful with a lot of quotes, uh, count in the EU right now after the uh, after Britain after the UK left mm. and uh, so if Italy becomes weaker both economically, military, politically, it becomes more stable, the whole EU gets uh, weaker in a way, which also isn't very good uh, in the context that we have Russia at our borders and Russia is very aggressive and uh, it has proven that they don't care at all about international treaties or respecting countries, Mm -hmm. as we all know by now. So it's it's a bit of of a scary talk, but it's also the fact that in the past, the uh, like there was uh, there were open uh, like visits uh, of uh, like Matteo Salvini to Russia. There is a famous photo of him in the in front of the Kremlin with like a, a shirt that supports uh, Putin openly. And you always spoke very well of Putin, uh, of like he's the right man for these people, he's a strong man in command, and all that bullshit. And uh, uh, while well, now they all have toned it down a bit because <laughs> most people realize that, yeah, well, maybe Russia isn't that good after all if they are bombing uh, cities. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, also that it's a bit complicated, but uh, uh, with the next elections, uh, Probably those ties will uh, will get even stronger, but the fact that it's not none of this is very open or available to to the public or to the justice system because of course it's all run in the back count, in the back uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, know, in the back channels. Likewise, um, the other party, uh, which is the one of Giorgia Meloni, uh, the most popular in Italy right now, which is Fratelli d'Italia, uh, not only have those kind of uh, Of connections with Russia it also has incredibly strong connection with the mafia so again it's not that good (laughs) but uh, that's uh, that's the country that it is and uh, um, I don't know I would say that those two parties are are very very similar the main difference is that I think personally Georgia Meloni is a much uh, better politician in the sense that she is uh, a, a good politician in, in the sense that she can uh, she does her job well. She knows how to how to speak, she knows how to position herself. Like for example the fact that she was the only one that pulled that pulled herself out of the of the of the Draghi government and this way she basically started campaigning against Draghi well in advance to everybody else. Because she could just be in the opposition and uh, say, "Oh, this is shit, this is uh, not working," and uh, she gained a lot of consent in the in the past uh, year and a half, and uh, Lega Matteo Salvini, lost a lot of consent in this case in this sense. So the polls I uh, just I uh, basically switched two years ago. Lega was the f- strong uh, right wing party right now it it is inverted. The Fratelli d'Italia, whichgio Meloni is the strongest of the two, and those three parties are very very similar so it's it's a bit weird because they basically are asking uh, the people who vote them are basically the same so if I'm a right uh, right leaning elector, I'm most likely going to vote to one of those two parties okay mm-hmm. but so they are very similar but also like against each other to see which one is stronger. Which is is it's a little bit weird because in Italy at this point we have like two uh, far right winning parties. There is one right wing uh, right wing party. There is a single center left leaning left uh, leaning party, and there is the Five Star Movement, which is just a mess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there is a lot of like uh, parties in the of strong all the, those are all the strong parties in the in the right wing not so much everybody are, uh, anywhere else. So, that's uh, that's the case. And all these uh, right-wing uh, parties, uh, also the one uh, with Berlusconi in it, which is also very dying, not Berlusconi, the parties, uh, the parties <laughs> Berlusconi is dying. Well, also Berlusconi because it's like 94 years old and basically a vegetable. No, I'm uh, to him, I, I don't mean it. Uh, but he, he, is very, he is very, very old and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <ill>. <laughs> I'm sorry I, I don't want it, anything bad to happen to him but he's very very much done <laughs> and this party is also very much done like the yeah. first Star movement um, so yeah that's uh, all these parties that are go- likely going to take a lot of votes in the next election are very uh, pro-Putin let's put it that way and have connection with Putin
0: so on t- question, well, this yes. is like a three part question. First one being the September twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. It is the Italian people voting.
1: Uh yes.
0: Okay, because you know how because I feel like when I hear parliament, I think of the UK, which is quite different because it's the winning party they have to decide among the party people and then they'll put somebody that's why we've gone from they've gone from David Cameron to Theresa May to Boris Johnson to
1: exactly it Is
0: next it's the winning party that decides who which is different in Italy because there are too many parties and in the 630 um seats they are just si. divided in weird ways um <laughs> Which yes, no it's one has very weird
1: and it's very complicated also. It's yeah. not uh, a straightforward way how we assign the, the The electoral law has been changed many times, but it's complicated. It is. Um, the reasoning behind it is like we have a lot of small parties. And we don't want to like uh, uh, rule them out completely, so the value to enter the parliament is very, very low. It's like you need to take 3% of the national votes, you get your seat in the parliament. You take 2.9, you are out, you take 3%, which is very low, uh, you can get in the parliament. And then the way the, those seats are divided is very it's very complicated it's there is like a part that is proportional and another part which is not but the idea is uh, nobody can outright win 51 percent of the seats okay so it's not like in the uk or in the us where two parties one win one loses you have some party that win but maybe they win taking 25 percent of the votes or that they lose in the sense that maybe they take 18, and in the past election they take they took 25. So it's all relative to this. How do you make a government at the end? You basically have to make alliances.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is the big talk right now in the um, in prospect of the next election is how do we align with each other? So we have the right wing parties aligning with each other and deciding like okay who takes the most votes decide who the prime minister will be. But those are all, uh, um, those are all, uh, I don't know, deals between the parties themselves. Uh, or the other, or like there is now a coalition between uh, the main left, uh, um, left wing, left wing party and all the smaller ones. But basically you can not run a government uh, on your own. You need uh, uh, you need to have fifty-one percent of the seats at least, ideally more, uh, to pass laws in the in the uh, in the parliament and and run the country. Uh, so you have to make alliances with others. So obviously the right-wing uh, parties uh, will ally with each other. Uh, <laughs> the past government, for example, was uh, mainly backed up between uh, an alliances between the, the left-leaning party and the five-star movement. Mm-hmm. Then the five-star movement pulled itself out. Like when Conte called his party out, there is there was no more government because uh, the um, the other parties alone couldn't support, didn't have enough votes to support uh, Draghi alone. Mm. Technically, they did, but such a small mining that it was meaningless. Uh, so that's the thing. You need to have alliances with other parties and the big talk right now uh, is uh, who will ally with who and what those alliances entail. For example, uh, let's make an example so it's must clear. We have um, the, the Lega and Fratelli Italia which are aligned with each other and it, basically they make a deal. Uh, uh, who of us takes the more votes decides the Prime Minister for example which is something they're saying. So if Giorgia Meloni gets more votes than Matteo Salvini, she can say, okay, we run the country together, but I dec- I decide I'm the prime minister and you mm-hmm. take more of a supportive role. Of course, nobody says that De Lega at some point won't call himself out. And this is basically the reason why every summer in Italy, we have a political crisis. (laughs) Because as soon as a party decides that it's more convenient for them to call themselves out, they will. Uh, Which happens in the last two summers. Always in summer. I don't know why it's always (laughs) summer. Maybe we need better air conditioning in the the (laughs) parliament. I don't know. But it's always summer. Like last summer, um, uh, we had another political crisis. And... uh, um, Giuseppe Conte government, the mm-hmm. government of Conte, uh, got uh, exploded by because a single party, which is super small, like four percent of the votes uh, uh, on national level, called itself out of the government and it collapsed because of this super small party. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the year before, like Matteo Salvini was at the government, but he did some uh, stupid shit to try take everything for himself and it didn't work. And the party exploded again, and the political and the government exploded again. So always in summer. Like next summer, we will have another political crisis, probably guaranteed. And the way you solve those is either you make new alliances, like, or we. If it's not possible to to have such alliances, the head of the state will call for uh, for elections. And this will usually shake up uh, things a bit because, for example, right now the five-star movement is the one with the most uh, seats in parliament. Next time, probably it won't be this way because they will take less votes. Also, we are cutting down on the number of parliament seats. We are going from 600 to 400. Um, Why? uh, Basically, it was a a populistic move by the five-star movement uh, to cut costs.
0: Cause for war isn't the point of the parliament. is the representation of something like they.
1: Yeah, the the counter argument is that like uh, this way the um there is less uh, presen- like if before like I don't know a million people was was represented by a single parliament member before it uh, now it would be two millions which is less good, but that's really not how it works, uh, because uh, it's. Um, the I don't know how to say that the the parliament and the people in parliament are pretty much detached from the uh, from the small uh, I don't know uh, on the small level of people who vote for them. So it's mm. all run on a national level in a sense. Right. And so the the idea is that all those people in the parliament they are uh, politicians are ugly. They don't do anything good. So we need less of them. So we save a bit of money. I think it was more cheap consent, cheap populistic consent to, to to be gathered by the First Time Movement. But anyway, there is also a little bit of shake-up for this one because there are less uh, seats to be assigned. So it's not really so that important. The main thing is that the proportion of will be changed by the next elections according to who gets most votes. And uh, once we know uh, how many seats there will be, uh, to each party, you can start running the combination. So, okay, the the uh, the Lega and the Fratelli Italia can together run uh, uh, the government and make a government. Or maybe they don't, and they, they will need a third party to support them. Or maybe even a fourth. Or maybe the left can make a deal with one of those and have a government. So you have all these combinations. And uh, Basically, the parties have to align within. themselves. It's kind of a... I don't know, it sounds like a board game. And in a sense, it is. Because you have to run combinations until one gets along well enough and can get along well enough to support a government. But in the moment that one party doesn't calls itself out, everything explodes. For some odd reason, because, you know,
0: the whole idea of what parliament is or what I've grown up to... Or- to know what parliament is. Like members of parliament represents a district or a certain county or something and then people vote for that parliament parliament member and parliament member gets into the parliament. I'm guessing that's not how it is in Italy because you just said whoever based on the national votes they'll be like, okay, this person got twenty six percent of the vote so therefore you have twenty six percent of the seats which kinda of doesn't make sense to me. I I guess because maybe I should not narrow my mind into, like, maybe what I've known, grown up knowing what parliament, how parliament works. Because, like I said, my base on whole parliament thing is from the UK. So, UK, it's members of parliament, MPs, and MPs are voted on by the people. The same with some of France, because France has a problem now with the issue of, like, Emmanuel Macron party is no longer the majority and now he has mm-hmm. to make alliances, which is, like, what the Italians are a- Exactly,
1: doing. it's going the Italian way.
0: <laughs> it's turning into chaos, because, like, now he can't just, like, wake up one morning and be like, you know, I'm just in the mood for a bill, let's pass it, he can't do that, because he has to Yeah, sure.
1: that's never happened in Italy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is, like, uh, one of the first in, in French political history. Um, I, I think the first in, like, 50 years or so. But <laughs> I think that's similar to Italy, kind of like a mixture of both Italy and the UK. In the
1: yeah, it's exactly a mystery because the thing is, uh, I don't want to get in the in the crevices of the electoral law because it's very boring, but basically two-thirds of the seats are assigned on uh, how many other percent- percentage of votes you get on a national level. So you count all the votes in the nation's, and you say, okay, you get 30% of the votes, so you get this number of seats. Then there is a third of the votes, uh, a third of the seats, sorry, which are assigned assigned on the singular uh, on the single colleges. So uh, you win in this college. You win in Rome. You get the seat for Rome. But those are only one third. So the most important thing is how many votes you get on a national level. You get thirty percent on a national level. You get ten percent. You get two percent. You get uh, if someone somehow gets sixty uh, percent of the votes in the nat- on, uh, in national elections. So you count all the votes in the in the nation, and sixty percent are to one party. That party could possibly rule, like Macron did, or like in the UK, or like in uh, in the United States. But this will never happen. Has never happened. Maybe you could say it happened during the Berlusconi era, but the the electoral law was different back then. So it's it's just it won't happen. You have to make alliances. Like Italy, Italian politics is founded on those alliances. And the idea is not. I, I don't even think the idea is wrong. It's like uh, you have to get along to represent the most people possible. Okay, hmm. so you have to make compromises. The point is that parties are not very good at making compromises, and as soon as anyone sees a chance to gain just a little bit more, just a little edge in the polls, they will take it and explode the government in the meantime. So, Mm. it's not a perfect system by any means.
0: I did a little dive on the parties and I found out a lot of the leaders of said parties are former prime minister or former people in power for example like Conte is five star Mm -hmm. Matteo Renzi is Italia Viva Matteo Salvini, who was the deputy PM at one point is league Um, Bolusconi for Forza Italia Pietro Graziezo (laughs) Uh, a,
1: a lot of Italian names, but
0: yeah, it is a lot of Italian names, and I'm sure I butchered all of them. But, no, you weren't. <laughs> um, but there's this whole repetition of like the same people want to recycle power in Italy. How do Italians like you are an Italian representative in this podcast? How do you <laughs> feel about the same set of people seem like seeming to be the people getting power? Because it just seems like the leaders of this said party, which I'm guessing if they get the majority, is the leader of the party that becomes the prime minister if i'm am I right or devote somebody because i, I i'm my technically leader. not okay usually
1: um or, or better, usually not because you have to make alliances again mm. and so the nobody in the alliances wants uh one of the of the party in the alliances to be so powerful that the head mm-hmm. of the party is also the prime minister. So usually they get some kind of compromises. Conte, for example, was this kind of compromises. Uh, then it became uh, uh, head of the of the five-star movement. But it started as like a sort of independent or like not in a, in a big position of power in the five-star movement. Or like Matteo Salvini, he was the main force in the time it was deputy prime minister, but he didn't get to be Prime Minister. it yeah. only got to be Deputy Prime Minister, which was a, b- a very big thing, but it's not uh, the same level of I made it uh, to the top
0: but how do you feel about having the same set of leaders always like leading because like I said Bolusconi just keep coming and coming and coming <laughs> and, like he's like a man with ten thousand lives um but also in a sense leading also in my question. Like, Italians... Because they said a lot of Italians seem to like Draghi. But the question is now, like, seems like... You said the far right is likely going to win. How does that come to be with Italian voters? Like, why are they leaning more right, even though they like Draghi? It's like a... What do the Italian voters want? That's more or less the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a billion-dollar question, because... uh, Nobody knows for sure. But uh, to to break down your question in two, is uh, how do Italian people feel about having the same people over and over in the in the government? Uh, as you may expect, we pretty much hate it. Most people find it like, oh, these politicians are glued uh, to their seats. They only care about themselves. They don't care about us. And uh, this was exactly the reason why the First Star Movement, which is a new movement, it, it was born 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it got hugely popular immediately because it was like this wind of uh, of renovation of new of young people of uh, new people irrelevant people. Like they started, they they founded themselves with the. Fa- but, uh, can I swear on it, on this yeah, podcast? Yes with the vaffan day which means uh, <laughs> literally means uh, go get, go get fucked in the ass day and they all went in front of the par- of the parliament and basically gave them the fingers so that's how the Five Star movement uh, was born and they like uh, uh, it was founded by a communion which was very good at criticizing the the people in power and all these uh, mummies that uh, are glued to their seat they are they don't care about people they just care about themselves and about their, uh, their salaries, uh, their stupidized salaries in Parliament. And so they got uh, a huge amount of votes uh, right away. And then, then years later, they pretty much <laughs> became part of the machine, in a mm. sense. And it feels like that. And that's why a lot of, they are plummeting in the polls. Because like, they are just another part of the machine. They are inside, the, they are glued to the seats like everybody else. Mm. But so this is the case like when a new a new force emerged people were crazy about it I, I didn't vote back then because I wasn't 18 but I remember like those uh, um, those talks in the streets and on uh, of like uh, we need to change and all these talks about uh, moving Italy forward and innovation and inclusion and, uh, and uh, taking the government and tw- taking the parliament and turning that upside down and opening everything and making everything clear to the people but Of course, it didn't happen, but it was effective as a communication strategy. So there is that. And uh, the other question, which is much more difficult to answer, is uh, what do the Italian people want?
0: I mean, to more or less break down that question is like, I do know Italians do like Draghi. It was a huge problem when he resigned. They do like him. The issue now is like you say the right far right movement is likely going to win, which is quite different from who Draghi is. You know, Draghi is quite independent. He's, I, he's, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't there with the party. You know, they were just like, oh, you seem to know what you're doing. Let's put this man exactly. In. <laughs> but and the Italian people liked it. But now they're going to elections, and it seems like the far right is going to win. Why?
1: Okay, um, so. Yes, Draghi was liked, uh, but also Draghi was this weird figure because he didn't really ever to care about uh, um, about what people talked. He was just there to do a job. He did his job very well, according to most people, and so this is what, why it was liked. I doubt uh, if Draghi made uh, a party right now and presented himself to, to run as a prime minister, I doubt it, he would get a lot of votes. Um, because he, he was liked because he wasn't a politician. He was this mm. kind of like father figure for Italy, very professional, very prepared, and uh, he, he got the job done <laughs> until he, he couldn't do the job anymore. But. Uh, and then why the five, uh, why the far-leaning uh, uh, artists will uh, probably win? That's because Italy in general is... Uh, uh, okay, let's break it down in into part. The... The right, uh, um, those two parties, Lega and Fratelli Italia, so the right wing ones, are simple, better parties in the sense that they can present themselves better. They can communicate better. The left, the main left wing party is uh, basically playing what we call the opossum the strategy. Just pretend to be dead and don't do anything and <laughs> hope people don't notice, which is frustrating because it seems like there is no alternative. Like that you have those two very strong figures which are Matteo Salvini and mostly Giorgia Meloni. Giorgia Meloni mm-hmm. is very good at talking to her to her uh, electorate, to the people who vote for her. Which is issues uh, if you search on YouTube there are this talk where she screams and shouts uh, and she she's very powerful in uh, in uh, in this way. Like she screams about how immigration is running, uh, is ruining us, uh, how the uh, the the family the two families made by the father and the mother and everything with a rainbow flag is uh, is audible like which is which I don't agree on but a way of saying it if you believe in those things is very very convincing well if you go to the other side on the left on side, inside you expect to have someone that explains well that uh, no like uh, uh, being gay isn't this terrible thing or like immigration is really not this uh, um, it has to be managed but it's not a problem that uh, that it's ruining us or that uh, we need to support ukraine because it's the right thing to do what well, there is nothing there is silence so there is this problem uh, in uh, in communication i think between parties and also there is the fact that uh, i think at its core italy is a conservative country like people in italy are conservative uh, it's not a mistake that we got under um, and under the years ago we got under the under Mussolini like Mussolini didn't take the country by uh, by force he, he basically was invited in the government by the king and also there's like this thing that uh, it's not like uh, the second world war ends uh, and all the people that were uh, uh, fascist back then uh, one day they were fascist the day after they weren't fascist anymore so italy is uh, at its core i think a moderate right wing country
0: Mm.
1: by most people uh, there is also this problem that there isn't a party that represents a moderate right wing it was done by the by the party of berlusconi for a while but now this party is exploding it supported it moved a lot far right because it chased it allied and chased the uh, the other those other two far right swing parties and so like there is this bit of a void and uh, between the fact that those parties are very good at, at communication with people that are uh, I would say that are suffering and uh, for any reason economic or uh, for any reasons like uh, people that are not content not uh, happy and pointing their my content to oh their problem all your problems is because of uh, African immigrants or all your problem is because of the EU which are mm-hmm. the two main things and there isn't like a strong voice on the other side that says no look it's not like that it's those other thing it's the fact that we mismanage money It's the fact that uh, we have to help ukraine it's the fact that um, uh yes it, it's a bit of a mess but at its core i believe italy is a conservative country um mm-hmm. uh, we could get into the wise but I'm not qualified to, to say that. But I think the most people in Italy are like moderate right wing. If there isn't a moderate right wing party to vote, and the party just to the right of that are very, very convincing, well, you vote for them. So this is it. There is also the Five Star Movement, which was uh, this huge force in the last election. They took the most votes in 2008, and they will probably take very less because. Uh, uh, they were this, like this new force, they proposed mm-hmm. change, they propose innovation, and now they can't represent that anymore. Uh, they don't, uh, they're not coherent <laughs> with that anymore, and so they will probably drown, and all those votes will probably flow into the far right uh, parties. That's
0: really interesting. I did know, I did know Italy was quite conservative compared to every other country around it. I I totally understand that in terms of, like, plus, Italy is very old. And I mean very old in, like, the population. You you have a lot of old people. (laughs) It's a very grey country. So I understand why it's more right-leaning. Plus, obviously, the younger people do not seem to have lots to say. I've not seen a sense of, like you said, a very prominent young voice coming out from Italy. Maybe there is I'm just not seen in a, my own perspective. So I, I will say that is, like, a sense also plays a role in it. Like, they are way older people. They, there's, like, I think the younger people... I feel like if the younger people were more energized to a cause, they might. But it just seems no one is in... No young person's like... Maybe they are, but they are small and quiet, so...
1: No. In a sense, yes, but uh, also uh, I was just looking at uh, data yesterday about the fact that uh, um, among the people who vote, half of the people who can vote are fifty-five or older. So all the people between eighteen and, four, and fifty-four that can vote have the same are the same number of people who are fifty-five or older. So
0: oh, when I...
1: if you if you see. If you have to convince someone to vote for you, is the older people, mm-hmm. because there are simply less young people in Italy. Italy, as okay. you said, is a very old country, um, old in the sense that people are old here. So <laughs> there is a, there is a, a lot less attention uh, to by the parties to younger people because there are less of them. So if you convince ten percent of the people who are sixty plus you convince a lot of people. If you convince mm-hmm. 10% of the people who are 18 to vote you, they are very, very few people. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, like, by the parties it makes sense to point, uh, to, um, I don't know, to bet on the older people to vote for them. And as a result, the young people often seem, uh, um, feel uh, abandoned, like they feel mm-hmm. more distant uh, by, by the political game, by the political environment. Which is also understandable, I think. Um, a lot of people, also my age, that don't really care about politics and, <laughs> and uh, um, there is like this sentiment, especially uh, among young people who are uh, like more uh, have access to higher education, like university, to just want to leave Italy. And uh, we call it "fuga di cervelli," so brain uh, escape. So, like you, as soon as you can, you get to work in another country the US, Germany, something like that, because Italy doesn't care about you, so why do you would you care about Italy? Mm. That's the general idea. There are also, like, uh, since the parties are, as you said before, there are all, always the same people in the parties presenting the party, representing the parties, going into the government. It's not so easy for young people to get... Uh, a foot in the party, some can if they are very talented and uh, they can get um, um, a strong follow but it's unlikely also like if you, but that's pretty much everybody, everywhere else in the world if you look at Germany, if you look at France UK, also the US uh, like the it, Trump and Biden weren't very, like they weren't 18 they weren't 40, they were in their 70s uh, same with the uk it's it's maybe a little bit different like in the very nordic countries like finland and yeah
0: they have uh, younger people <laughs> uh,
1: they have very young people but those countries are like distant uh to italy like the moon in uh, in terms of uh, of uh, social condition and everything so it's n- it's not mm-hmm. really a fair comparison but if you look at france like macron is exceptionally young yeah, as macron a, is young uh, by our standards um so, yeah, and also, like, if, if you you could say, like, yes, but Giorgia Meloni and Matteo Salvini aren't that old. Yeah, but they mainly interface interfere, uh, how do you say, it? they mainly talk with uh, older people.
0: Mm. You...
1: So, yeah, they may not be 70 themselves, but they talk only with people who are 70s. And it makes sense because those are the most. If you can convince the people who are 16 and above to vote for you, you have won. You have won a lot of votes. If you can convince the people who are 18 to 24 to vote for you, you have a handful of votes. So yeah. it's not uh, a big deal.
0: So in summary, the reason why they are like this is because like they know their audience, and their audience yeah. is <laughs> old people. Um, exactly, maybe, and maybe... old
1: people are more conservative, of course.
0: Yeah. And maybe Italy should stop making itself a retirement destination, you know? Just yeah. two cents there.
1: <laughs> it, 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 it could be.
0: <laughs> everyone, every young person should be like, like, have signs that said, please do not retire in Italy. Because they're it's just a retirement spot. Um, yeah. But also you talk about, like, young people leaving. Is that a plan of yours to leave?
1: italy um uh, okay so it's got to personal of <laughs> all of it other uh, if you don't want to talk about it yeah, just no no i'm okay with talking about it so i'm still in university and i'm studying computer engineering and uh, robotics mainly and uh, the fact is uh, i would like to stay in italy because i like italy i like the place i like uh, being near my family i like all those which is very Italian to say I want to stay home with my family, but okay. Uh, Anyway, I like the food here, I like the climate, I don't really like Italians, but I can get over it. Um, uh, The fact is uh, I will happily move away to another country if I can get a better career there. Like I will choose to move to another country to have a better job, a better paying job, and a job that is more fulfilling, most importantly. So I don't really have, like, a plan to go away as immediately if I can get a good job here, which is a bit unlikely, to be honest. Uh, but I know a lot of, also about my friends, uh, even talking about my friends with university, or, like, looking at the, at the polls in the nation, like, people who can leave, uh, there are a lot of people who just want to leave they want to get a job somewhere else canada us uh, germany some a place like this one and uh, move away uh, personally i would really really like to stay in the eu at least if i can so like i don't know germany uh, belgium some a place like that because uh, i like the eu i like uh, um, i like europe i like uh, what the EU is doing uh, i think there is a lot of potential in the eu but if i can get, if i get a, a good job offering from somewhere else uh, i think i will take it it's, it's selfish i know but uh, <laughs> I'm just, that's uh, that's the case oh thank you so much for
0: coming and just well, I said coming like you were like wait like we <laughs> actually came to my place. <laughs> thank you so that much. That would you have like, been even know. more
1: difficult to schedule because those eight <laughs> hours of, uh, of, uh, of time difference was a uh, hard uh, challenge enough for us. <laughs> but thank you for having me, okay. and thank you for having me again. Uh, uh-huh. I hope people like you uh, me talking my Italian accent uh, at least I, a little bit.
0: I love it. I love it. I, it's, it's an amazing accent. So um... <laughs> thank you.